Good morning and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como. Today is September the 27th, and I just have to say that I left my phone in my truck and I feel like I cut my arm off because I had a few <laughs> notes on it and uh, it was kind of like, I don't even know if that's really the date, but I think it is. So today's October the 27th. Welcome to all of our listeners here in the Brazos Valley listening on KEDC 88.5 Bryan College Station over in Palestine. I'm coming to you, Palestine. I'm going to be spending the weekend there uh, coming up with some cousins and relatives going on a girl's trip. Go ride the train in Palestine. But if you're listening in that area... 107.9 107.9 KINF and listening in the Waco Central Texas area on KYAR 98.3. We welcome all of y'all to the this version of Red Sea Roundup. Today my guest is Deacon Robin Waters. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning, Judy. It sure is good to be down here in College Station with you and Dennis and Caleb and Evan. And I even got to meet Evan's fiance. I did morning. too, Rachel. Welcome to the Red Sea family, and keep uh, keep Rachel and Evan in your prayers as they approach their wedding. I think he said fifty one more days till they get mm-hmm. married. And uh, you remember that? I, I do, I do. <laughs> Almost the same countdown. I was I was uh, separated from Carolyn for a couple of months because uh, I was working in another town as we were our, as our marriage was approaching. So it's kind of like Evan and Rachel in that they, uh, you know, they're not living in the same town right now, so I know they're enjoying being around each other. Yes, exactly. It was 33 years ago for Keith and I, but... Uh, 41 the, for us. Praise be to God. Thank you. Well, today, uh, and pardon my uh, lapse in memory, Deacon, but I know you have an official job here at Red Sea Radio, but... I really has something with evangelization Chief, and discipleship. and bottle washing. There you go. Dennis told me. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, titles are kind of an odd thing, but uh, but I'm blessed to be the uh, vice president of evangelization and education. There you go. That's why we pay you uh, the big bucks. I, ne- I never thought that I would have a title like that in my life, but uh, I'm blessed to be able to do that with Red Sea and. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'll do a good job on both of those components. Already have. You already have. Well, I'm I'm blessed to know you in uh, several capacities. A uh, friend, um, classmate of my husband, who uh, y'all were ordained about a year and a half ago. Yep. March 19th, St. Joseph's Feast Day. Absolutely. So we've had uh, several five to six years of formation before that, and the wonderful wife, Carolyn, and but y'all were friends of the radio before I think formation even began. Oh, for years. Yeah, for years yeah. Uh, since the start up in Waco. Mm-hmm. I've seen some pictures of you and Dennis putting the some of the putting the satellite dishes together. together. Yeah, yeah, that it was a uh, it was a dream of mine, and uh, and uh, Holy Spirit actually helped me actually found that station when it came up for sale. I called Dennis, and he was like, "There's no station for sale in Waco." <laughs> he checked it out, followed it up, and. We have a station. Boom, boom. Yeah. And we're really blessed. blessed. So thank you to all of our listeners and all the supporters, our uh, Immaculata Society, uh, monthly giving everyone. And yes. in the next segment, we'll talk a little bit about our upcoming benefits that are coming up in uh, the near future. Yep. But today, um, I was talking with uh, Deacon Robin, and sometimes the sub- same subject or the same 
passage or the same teaching will come up from different uh, avenues sometimes. And I know that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when our board meets, we have uh, like a business meeting one once and then followed by a spiritual, more spiritual, more spiritual aspect yeah. to that for us to continue to pray for each other and work on our own faith life so we can be better parts of the apostolate. <clears throat> but I wasn't here at the last one, and you let us in a conversation about spiritual warfare. Yeah. And I happened to be in a discipleship quad, and our last lesson was on spiritual warfare okay. as well. So I think Caleb suggested it, and here we are. Well, you know, it's just so important because it's something we all face every day. And when Dennis approached me about, hey, what are we going to talk about at the board meeting, you know, from, from a spiritual sense? And uh, most of our listeners probably know that we're very near uh, starting a daily show with David B. Bright, B. Wright, the founder of 40 Days for Life. And uh, I think uh, it's clear that the enemy doesn't want this to happen because mm -hmm. we've had a lot of spiritual warfare over this. And uh, so I said, let's have a let's talk about spiritual warfare and how we uh, what it is, you know, how we identify it, how we combat it. And uh, so I brought some information down and we talked with the board about it. You know, as you said, unfortunately, you weren't able to be there, but I brought some of that information along with some other things I put together that we uh, a lot of it pulled from our formation classes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a blessing to to be able to talk about that because uh, we need to be aware that it's there every day in everything we do that the enemy especially if we're trying to draw closer to the Lord. He's trying to push us away. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think it would be great for us to uh, pray St. Michael's Prayer as we begin this talk. Yeah. Uh, so we pray, join us in the name of the Father, Father and the and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Michael, Michael the Archangel, Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, Thrust into hell Satan and all, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Judy, one thing that uh, in addition to the St. Michael prayer that I was going to start with today is uh, there's a prayer that, uh, that I brought down for the board meeting that uh, was part of a class we had on uh, spiritual warfare and uh, discernment of spirits and things like that. And it's called a surrender prayer. If you don't mind, I'm going to pray that Absolutely. prayer just so the people can hear it. And it's something that uh, we need to do every day is surrender ourselves to the Lord. Uh, really, you know, I actually had a penance one time, and the uh, it was a life-changing penance. At a, I was at St. Joseph's Church down in San Antonio. Went to confession, and the priest said, For your penance, I want you to give yourself to Jesus, body, mind, and soul. And so... Uh, Wow. He, he didn't tell me when it ended. <laughs> I, and I assumed that it never ends. Correct. And so a few years later I became a deacon. <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm trying to live my penance. Mm -hmm. And so that surrender is a, a big of, part of it. A lot of surrender involved yeah. in that. So here's the prayer. Let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, it is my will to surrender to you today everything that I am and everything that I strive to be. I open the deepest areas of my heart to you and invite your Holy Spirit to dwell inside of me. I offer you my life, my heart, my mind, my body and soul and spirit with all my hopes, plans, dreams. I surrender to you my past, my present, and my future. I give you my health, 
my disabilities, my physical appearance, home, family, vocation, sexuality, and friendships. Jesus, I ask you to take lordship over every aspect of my life. I surrender to you my broken heart with all my hurt, pain, worry, anxiety, and fear, and I ask you to wash me clean. I release everything into your loving and compassionate care. Lord, please speak to my heart. Open my ears to hear your voice. Help me to confide in you more deeply. I desperately need to feel your loving embrace. Please, Lord, shut the doors that need to be shut and open the doors that need to be opened. Set my feet upon the straight and narrow road that leads to everlasting life. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. That kind of covers it all, doesn't it? Kind of covers <laughs> okay, it thanks all. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> we'll find some. We're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's something that that we really need to do every day. If it, it would be, I would recommend we pray that prayer every day. I'm going to ask Evan to put it on our website. So if somebody wants to, you know, copy it, print it out, keep it on their uh, their bathroom mirror or in their car, mm-hmm. especially when they're feeling some uh, some temptation strong temptation or spiritual warfare it's a good pray, prayer to pray so that we kind of recenter ourselves in the lord and you know in talking about spiritual warfare some people may ask the question well you know is that scriptural well we know the devil's scriptural because he's all over it and uh you know he tempted jesus for 40 days but uh saint paul also talks about this and it's a common it's a verse that most people are familiar with but in ephesians 6 uh, saint paul says uh Finally, draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits in the heavens. So it's clear, you know, that just wasn't for St. Paul. Mm -hmm. That's for all of us. And I think... In our world today, we see this. It's almost like the devil is getting bolder in that he's kind of not even trying to hide himself in many cases these days. And we see it in our media, in our government, when things that are blatantly and clearly sinful and not good for people uh, are promoted as good and virtuous. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I guess I haven't, I, I really make an effort, try to not give the devil any more time yeah. i don't like to say his name i yeah. don't like to i sure won't watch any shows or anything like that but it makes sense to think about he's up his game because so many things in society i mean everything has to be pushed to the limit yes. the most uh shocking candy (laughs) just the candy has got and the now a bigger ride and a taller roller coaster and limits 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 and there are no limits we can talk about that forever so it does make sense uh you know i've made the statement before uh the devil ain't down on Crack Street. He's a, he's already won over yeah. there. He's in these obscure he's on Main Street. places that we're not yeah. looking for him. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when we talk about spiritual warfare, the battle, you know, if you kind of just kind of just uh, distilled it all down, it, it comes down to a battle against temptation. And it's not just temptation, you know, within, within us, but that it's everything— uh, about how we 
respond to temptation, how other, others respond to temptation, and, and, our, and also our sinful and, and our virtuous actions. So there's always a response. It's either, either, either moving closer to the Lord or moving farther away. And so we just have to, it's one thing that we just always have to realize that, that, that he's there and that, and that he is the king of ambiguity, indifference, wrath, despair, relativism, focusing on me, myself, and I. You know, you see that so much in society. I, I'm like you. I, I don't really watch the news a lot. I watch enough so that I, I know what's going on and stuff like that, but I can't dwell on it because I found it pulls me away from the Lord, mm-hmm. takes my focus off of him. Politics, for sure. I have to take yeah. a giant step back away from that. For sure, for sure. Uh, one of the things we can turn to for uh, combat combat tips is as our saints. You know how blessed we are in the church, and um, a couple of the most famous and powerful saints that that uh, were involved in spiritual warfare were uh, Saint Teresa of Avila mm-hmm. and uh, Saint Padre Pio, whose feast Just day was Saturday. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, so one of the things that, that they talked about is that and you mentioned you don't want to give the devil a lot of attention, no. and that's, that's true. But, it, but you do have to know that he's there, right? Exactly. And so we'll, we'll talk about both of those points that we need to make sure that he's there and taken seriously, and then also to not give him too much attention. And so the first point that uh, I wanted to talk about was that we need to take the devil seriously. He's real. And I really don't know anybody. I know there's, they're out there that say he's not real. But if he, if you say he's not real, that may mean he's got you, hmm. you know, <laughs> because uh, uh, you'd have to deny God also, because you, you're not going to have uh, you know the Creator without the without the one that rebelled. But uh, Saint Teresa of Avila, once uh, in talking about about uh, about the devil once said that the devil with great subtlety and craft has won back to him have won back to himself the world mm. uh, says for this purpose he will marshal all the powers of hell for as I for as I as often said if he wins a single soul in this way he will win a whole multitude the devil has much experience in this matter now let me back up because I, I skipped a sentence that was important the matter that St. Teresa is talking about is, is it says, she said, I have known many people of a very high degree of spirituality who have reached the state of union with God and whom notwithstanding the devil with great subtlety and craft has won back to himself. So we can never assume that we're not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. That we're, we're immune in, to it, yeah, or that we're not uh, <clears throat> sinners, yeah, because we are. We're in a fallen world, and we are going to sin. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when and what it is, you know. Uh, so she, she she's talking about people like hopefully you know if you're listening to Catholic radio, you're probably pretty serious about your faith, mm-hmm. but just remember that the that the closer you get to the Lord the bigger the target gets. Mm-hmm. You know, in formation, we were told that quite a bit. Yeah. And especially as we, as we step through the different, uh, different, uh, levels, levels, yeah. Training and all yeah, of that. Of training. Well, 
as you said, he has um, many titles, but the father of lies is certainly one of them. And yes. uh, with uh, with Keith and actually both of us in over that five year period of the struggles and um, day in and day out of trying to, uh, you know, having this calling. Yeah. And then feeling I'm not worthy. I don't have enough time. I'm not I'm not the one. Why am I doing this? You I can't write. <laughs> These are just some of the negative things feedback that you, through you get and down and yeah. All those kind of things. But you know, who that's, wouldn't want you to feel those ways more that's right. than him? That that's the opposition. That mm-hmm. that's spiritual warfare. And that's one of the things that uh and and he's very uh, subtle, you know, in many ways, just like it said just like Saint Teresa said. He will subtly come and get you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the things that they talked about us a lot in, uh, in formation is, as you said, as we move closer through these different levels, uh, he's really going more and more after us, finding different ways to push our buttons, to draw us away from the Lord, even if it's, even if it's just dis- to distract us, to take us away. Uh, one of the things that uh, Padre Pio said, and I really like this, because it makes so much sense. Padre Pio said uh, he had a different analogy on this, why we need to take the devil seriously. He said that the devil is a mad dog tied by a chain. Beyond the length of the chain, he cannot hold, he cannot catch hold of anyone. And you, therefore, keep your distance. If you get too close, you will be caught. Remember, the devil has only one door with which to enter our soul, our own will. Mm. And they we, they talked about that a lot in um, in formation in that uh, uh, while the devil is powerful, you know he's omnipotent. God made him, you know, at the beginning, but he is restricted by God. He does he can't just have uh, free reign on us because if he had free reign on us, we couldn't make it uh, because. Uh, if we were at the mercy of the devil, there would be no mercy because he has no mercy. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the things even with, you may remember this, when we had a day with an exorcist and he was talking about how they're very, uh, the, the demons are very legalistic. There's certain things they can do, mm-hmm. certain things God just won't allow them to do. And so, and they know the rules. And he said, so that's why if you're in a very tough spiritual battle, especially with somebody that's seriously oppressed or, or maybe even possessed by a demon, you don't go after that yourself because you don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. You go to the pros. Go to your priest, and even he will contact the priest in your diocese, which every every priest in the in the United States has a every exorcist. Diocese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every diocese in the United States has a priest who is an exorcist, and he'll go to him, and he'll recommend that to him. Of course, uh, the priest has a lot of uh, power, too, but this exorcist is given the authority through the bishop. Mm-hmm. And that w- one interesting story that I, you may remember that he told us was that uh, they were interviewing a gentleman who they thought could possibly be possessed one time. And also the priest doesn't do it by, by himself. He's got a team, prayer team that's with him because the devil is deceitful, right? He doesn't want to be fooled. He doesn't want to, uh, the priest doesn't want to be fooled. So uh, they're in there and the demon starts speaking out from this man. And the priest was trying to rebuke him. And he said, the demon just laughed at him and said, you have no power over me. You know that. You can't do a thing to me. And so 
the priest knew what he was talking about because he had not yet got permission from the bishop. He said, so the priest walks out of the room, calls the bishop and said, Mm -hmm. uh, Bishop, we've examined this person. We've done all the proper testing. We need to do an exorcism. Do I have your approval? And the and the bishop gave him authority to go do it. He said he walked into the room, and the the man who the, the demon was still coming out was cowering in fear mm-hmm. because he had been given that authority to the to the bishop from the bishop who is one of the successors of the apostles all the way down to Jesus. So uh, the uh, the demon sees the spiritual world and we don't. So uh, he he's got restrictions. He's mm-hmm. on a chain. And we don't want to mm-hmm. just like when you're in a uh, in a yard that has a, a great big Rottweiler or a pit bull. <laughs> you know, you see that chain, <laughs> you make sure you're farther away from that chain. One foot away. Yeah, um, at least. Yeah. I'd like to remind our listeners that the, the, this is a live program, and um, I think we would welcome a question or a comment. To sometimes I'm like, oh, oh, we don't have phone. Is that what you're saying to us? Yes? Okay, great. Well, we would love for you to call us, and you could do that by dialing 855-683-7332. You would think after 10 years I would know that by heart, but I don't. We would love for you to call and have a question or a comment for uh, Deacon Robin and I. Um, But when the during that time, just like in uh, one of the gospel passages where— he has to be obedient. Yeah. When you know what is your name? Legion, exactly. You know they. Um, they're not all powerful. No, God is all powerful. All powerful. And you know one of the uh, one of the persons that I really had a lot of respect with during formation was uh, Father Charlie Van Winkle. Mm-hmm. Remember, he used to come to mass for us, yes. and many of you listeners may know him because he did missions all over the area. He's the priest that would say, joy, and stuff like that. He had all kinds <laughs> he, of acronyms. I, I think he could have had a side gig of working at a circus because his <laughs> voice was so <laughs> yeah, uh, circus calling out. Yeah, but, he, uh, he, he was... Such he, a delight, God rest his soul. Uh, yes, just such a delight. And and so one of the things that Father Charlie... Uh, Father Charlie did a lot of writing on this on ways to... Uh, to really grow in the Lord and resist temptation. He talked about that a lot. And one of the things that he said, he said that, uh, that you know, even though we, we try to resist and we should always resist, that because of our fallen human nature, we're inclined to be slow to resist. And so that even in like secular psychology, uh, understanding who we're dealing with is important. Uh, in order to counter this, Jesus tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that whenever we feel temptation, that we should reject immediately. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. But, you know, the problem is, is that often uh, a lot of the things that, that we're involved in that are sinful, we kind of like them. <laughs> you know, uh, I think I'm going to have another beer or mm-hmm. I think I'm going to. Do this or that that mm-hmm. we know is wrong, but it's kind. Of, and I probably shouldn't have said this, but years ago I was teaching uh, confirmation, and we're talking about sin and temptation, and uh, these kids were, I think they were juniors. I said, I got a question for you. So why, why do we sin? Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, of course, 
news that they didn't respond too much. And <laughs> crickets. And, yeah, crickets. I said, <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this, and maybe, and you probably already know this, but often we'll sin because it's fun. Uh-huh. It's not good. It's bad for us. But in the moment, we think it's a lot of fun. Yep. And we've both been there. Everybody that's ever lived on the earth knows that sometimes we do things that are not good because we kind of like it. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's right there, that spiritual warfare. The devil is drawing us away from the Lord to do things that we shouldn't be doing. And Father Charlie is saying when we feel that temptation, we need to reject that immediately. Um, that goes into the uh, discernment of spirits that uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola mm, taught about. Wonderful weekend that we were blessed. Oh, yeah. Father Tim, Tim Gallagher. Uh, we had a, had a class with him, and we actually have one coming up again this before the end of the year with him. I was looking at that. Oh, uh, the deacon retreat? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I think it's a class we, oh. we're going to. But uh, but anyway, what Father Tim talked about concerning discernment of spirits and Ignatian spirituality was that there was three keys before he got into any kind of description of what we're looking for when we're trying to uh, get into a spiritual battle. He said, first, we need to be aware. Be aware that something's going on. And you may not understand it, but there's something going on. And then you need to take it, make an effort to understand what it is. And once you understand, and try to, and when you understand it, you try to name it, meaning say, okay, this is from God. This is, and this is from the evil, or this is from the evil one. So if it's drawing you closer to God, it's probably from God. And if it's pushing you away or drawing you into sin, it's not from God. And and then the third was take action. Just like Father Charlie said, if it's from the evil one, immediately reject it. And if it's from God, immediately accept it. Mm-hmm. So the three keys, again, were to be aware that there's something going on, to understand it, meaning that you determine whether it's from God or the enemy, and then take action to uh, reject it or accept it if it's from the Lord. And I'll you know, st- some of this has probably fallen on ears that maybe hasn't expected it or heard it or anything. And uh, much like in our quad meeting last night where the subject was suffering um, and in our prayer life, we have to work on it. Because yeah. if you're expecting little little things, if you start preparing in a small temptation or a small awareness that something's going on, you'll be better equipped to identify it if it's something a little more serious. Absolutely. You know, when you talk about you have to practice it, you Mm -hmm. have to work on it, uh, you may remember this when we started diaconate formation. And it's really odd to me because I've talked with a lot of, of my brother deacons that were in our class about this is this is what I remember from, like, the first class. First class. The uh, uh, Deacon Guadalupe, it was either Deacon Guadalupe Rodriguez or Deacon Dan Lupo, who were our formators starting out, told us. So, okay, so we're going to tell you, this is what we want you to do every day. Now, we understand you may have to work up to this, and it's, but this is what we need you to do because you need to draw closer to the Lord so that you can be properly formed, so that you're prepared to serve as a deacon. So number one, you need to be in Mass every day. Number two, you need to pray the rosary every day. 
Number three, you need to be doing Lectio Divina every day where you're really diving deep into the scriptures and reading that slowly and many times and seeing what words or phrases that God is putting into your heart that day. And uh, you need to do a holy hour every day in adoration. And uh, the key to that, that was that when you're doing that holy hour, that last at least half of it you need to do in silence. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know about you, Judy, but I can pray all day long, but I have a hard time with contemplative prayer where I'm listening. And when I when, during formation, I was telling this to my uh, spiritual director, and he goes, well, Robin, you know that if you're not listening, you will never know what God wants you to do. And you're not actually not even discerning your vocation well, because God's going to tell you. But if you're doing all the talking, you're never going to hear anything. That's why you have one mouth and two ears. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And so I I took that to heart, and it's still hard, though. Going back to that, as a, a lay person, that sounded like, how could I possibly do that? How could I do that? And it seemed just from a time sense. It seemed uh, arbitrary yeah. and uh, like correctional and almost oppressive. And without yeah. saying this is for your own good yeah, or yeah. this, you know, I guess you kind of have to start doing it and seeing it bear fruit in your life. So most of these things that we're talking about, we can't do it on our own. No, we cannot battle the devil on our own. We have our guardian angel. Yep. We have uh, the Ever. saints to pray for us. But these uh, frequenting mass and frequenting the sacraments helps us gain grace. Well, it's like if if there's anybody that you love deeply and you want to build a relationship with them, what do you do? You spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And all those things that they ask us to do are nothing but spending time with Jesus. We're talking to him in prayer and we're listening. So th- that's what it's all about, is right. building that relationship with the Lord. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as you mentioned in the uh, gospel passage where Jesus is tempted by the devil, from the very beginning, Jesus was led into the desert by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And every at every temptation, Jesus gives us a pattern on how to battle it. You do this and I'll do that for you. What does he do? He quotes scripture back <laughs> to him. Yes. We need to know the scripture and help build up going back to Ephesians our put on the helmet and our armor to defend. Absolutely. You know, uh, that, that reminds me of, uh, the gospel yesterday. Um, so yesterday part of the gospel said this, Jesus is speaking of course, in Matthew 10, he says, uh, And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. And then he says, Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. And, you know, how many times have we been in situations where, I mean, I've been in them, where we're with people and they're going... You know, maybe we're at a party or, you know, as a young person going to a place we shouldn't be going, we know that this is not good. Yet, in a way, we deny the Lord by saying, okay, yeah, eh, yeah this is one time. Bad. Not that bad. <laughs> not that bad. 
and that that's what we do. We deny the Lord uh, before others. You know, I, I remember even being nervous sometimes about praying my meal prayer around people that I knew weren't, like I had one friend, he was an atheist. And every time I would pray, he would always give me a hard time. And so finally I just said, Lord, I need your help on this because I know the enemy doesn't want me to pray. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but we have to stand up, stand up and take take action for the Lord. And don't be afraid of, of somebody that can, you know, as, as Jesus said, kill our body. Uh, but the one who's going to bring us down into the, of course, our soul never dies, but uh, we can be separated from God for eternity. And, then, you know, that's something that uh, I know Father Timothy, our, our priest at St. Mary's in West, talks about a lot is, uh, you know, we, we talk about eternal life a lot. And usually when we say eternal life, we're thinking about heaven. <laughs> but honestly, eternal life starts at conception. And during this life, Jesus didn't just come to the earth to save us from our sins. He came so that we may be his children, be his brothers and sisters and the child of God and share in his life now, mm-hmm. you know, not just when we're gone. And so that's why he wants us to spend this time with him, praying and reading in scriptures and, and being with good like-minded people to help, you know, because no matter who you are, you've always got more to learn. People can draw you closer to the Lord. Absolutely. And so that's what we need to remember is we're living eternal life now. The question is, when we die, are we going to go to Gehenna because we were fearing the one who could hurt our body, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or are we going to be with the Lord for eternity? So eternal life is uh, is here. And uh, the question is, where are we going to be there in the end, mm-hmm. you know? Um. <clears throat> Talking about uh, possession and uh, exorcism and things like that, the, mm-hmm. although there are priests in every diocese and there are exorcisms uh, going on often, uh, true possession is very, very rare. Right. But um, what would you say to someone who, like, is, I'm really, this is going on or right. comes to you, you know, as a deacon— um, well, you know, one of the things they talk to us about is there's three different ways you can be affected by the enemy. Uh, there's uh, oppression, obsession, where you're obsessed with these type of things, and then there's possession. And possession being a very, very minuscule part. I know Father Timothy told me in, in his 36 years as a priest, he's uh, encountered one person that he thinks was possessed. So it's rare, but oppression uh, and obsession are pretty common. And so all of us at some time in our life have been oppressed. And so if a person came to me and just feeling like that, you know, maybe they might be possessed or just oppressed at least, is that, you know, sit down and talk to them, talk about, talk to them about these, hey, spend some time with the Lord. And just gradually increase that time and see if that starts to dissipate. And also, let's go visit with the priest. You know, mm-hmm. talk to him because he's, and uh, in our case, we're we're blessed to have two priests at West who both have over thirty years of uh, of, of service and have faced a lot of things. So that that can help. But I'll tell you something that uh, going back to the uh, to Saint Ignatius for a second, the first couple of rules are really cool to me. And so, the first one would be that person you're talking about, a person that feels like something's going on. You know, I'm really, uh, I feel like 
The enemy is attacking me. And so this is what it says. And, then, and also this, this person would be a person who is falling to those things. It says the first rule in persons who are going from one mortal sin to another is, let's see here, the enemy is ordinary, ordinarily accustomed to propose ardent pleasures to them, leading them to imagine sensual delights and pleasures in order to hold them more, uh, hold them more and make them grow in their vices and sins. So that's what, that's what the enemy does. If you're really into it, you know, he just keeps giving you, feeding you more, feeding you more. You're on his team, you know, uh, <laughs> You may not even be having, you may not even be feeling spiritual oppression because you're just going along with him, mm-hmm. you know. But then that person that uh, is trying to do good and better, he the enemy attacks you in a different way. So it says the second person uh, is persons who are going on intensely purifying their sins and rising from good to better in the service of God our Lord. The, this method is contrary in that to the first rule in that it is proper for the evil spirit to bite, to sadden, to place obstacles, to dis- to uh, cause disquieting, to give ambiguity, to scratch and gnaw and to uh, distract, you know, just to anything to pull us away from the Lord. And so you can see how, uh, and, and, and if you look back in your life, you can see how there's been times where I may have been in both of those mm-hmm. type situations. And so that goes into that, that, uh, question he had of first we need to be aware you know be aware of where we are and then understand who's coming after us is it god drawing us or is it the enemy that's that's trying to pull us towards him uh the other rule that is very interesting and this is counterintuitive it doesn't sound right no it doesn't sound right (laughs) when you're fighting against uh any kind of spiritual uh enemy it says here that so the fifth rule of uh, St. Ignatius is in a time of desolation, in a time when you don't feel the presence of God, when you feel far from God, never make a change in your spiritual life. You're like, what? I know. I think I need to pray more. <laughs> I need to go to mass more. I, but no, what, what St. Ignatius learned was, is that in those times when you're far from God, that's when the enemy has the most uh, influence over you. That's when you tend to do things that he's putting in your mind and God is more, you're not listening to him too much. You may not be praying or going to mass or being quiet with him. So so you wait until a time to when you're drawn back to the Lord and then you say, okay, I came through this mess. Now, what can I do not to get there again? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe, I'm, maybe I need to start going to daily mass. Maybe I need to start praying the rosary. Um, all kinds of things. Maybe I need to not watch that TV show that really, I really like it, but it's got a lot of bad stuff going on and it makes my mind in the wrong place. <laughs> Recently, I saw a uh, YouTube of Father David, Michael Moses. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, was there ever someone predestined to be a priest? <laughs> that kind of a name, but he was talking about. Yeah, David Michael that's Moses. Not that, my, yeah, that's, it's not that bad. And he was like, it's like having someone having a plate of brownies that looks so great and everything and goes, well, I just want you to know there's a little poop in those. <laughs> would, you, would you eat them anyways? Exactly. You know, just a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy right there. Yeah, it looks awesome, yeah. but then it's bad. <laughs> when my, my daughter was young and was listening to 
rap music or whatever, mm-hmm. she'd reach over and turn the volume down and say, this is a bad part. <laughs> <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> so, Deacon Robin, we have just another minute or two to okay. uh, wrap up. I want to give you the opportunity to... You know, if there's something you haven't covered yet, and you can do that in a minute and a half, well, let's do it. Okay. Uh, you know, Judy, the, the, the age-old question is, what is the purpose of life? Mm-hmm. And we know that the church teaches us that the purpose of life is to know God, to love God, and to serve God, and, and be with Him for eternity in heaven one day. And so, you know, how do we do that? We do that by surrendering ourselves to the Lord, as we said already, uh, body, mind, and soul, and really praying, making our life a prayer as best we can. We're going to fail, fall short in some ways. As best we can, make our life a prayer. In a, in a life of, of prayer, self-denial, and works of mercy, because all of those things bring you closer to God. Yes. All of them do. And it's what we're all, it's the life we're all called to live. Uh, I think that's the, the best advice I could ever give is just make your life uh, a life of prayer. And as Father Charlie and as Father, as St. Uh, Ignatius have told us, whenever you encounter temptation, reject it immediately. Call on Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. And one of the things Father Charlie said that I'll finish with is he'll say, in your mind, just say the name Jesus and just keep repeating it as you breathe. Just breathe the name Jesus. Thank and he'll you. bring you back. Thank you, Deacon Robin. Thank you. Thanks for having me.